Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Captain Hunter's Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated towards bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the love and for the support. If you are not following me on Facebook, why not? <laughs> Captain Hunter's Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Captain Hunter's Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we broadcast live every Sunday, or excuse me, every Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, uh, just about every Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you can't make it, continue to tune in to the audio uh, programs uh, because I do put the audio on there uh, going forward. Um, so, and uh, make sure that you're following me on social on all social media platforms, really, Instagram, Twitter, both of those are CPTL Hunter. If you want to support the podcast, you can follow me. You can support the podcast through PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. All of those are CPTL Hunter, C A P T H U N T E R, also for uh, PayPal. Uh, your love and support is very, very important. Also, the mem- remember that the most important way that you can support the podcast is through sharing rating and subscribing please make sure that you hit that thumbs up button please make sure that you rate these episodes high uh, and i also can be reached by email cptlhunter at gmail.com a lot of people have been sending me uh different videos uh asking for my opinion asking for me to comment on them and things like that and i really really appreciate it and uh, that's what this uh podcast or this episode is about today since these George Floyd, Derek Chauvin trial, uh, since he has been found guilty, there's been a lot of other things that come, have come into the public view, to the public eye, to the public mind uh, that people have had very, very uh, strong opinions about. And those are about uh, the killings of Micaiah Bryant. I, I, I always hope I'm saying your name right. Micaiah, Micaiah Bryant. Also, the pepper spraying of the lieutenant in the army in um Virginia by the officers there. Uh, that officer, one of the officers, the senior officer in that situation was uh, fired. And so it's stoked up a lot of storms. So I did videos on these on YouTube. So once again, um, go over to my YouTube page, Captain Hunter's podcast on YouTube, and just check out those uh, videos if you want to see them live. This is the audio version of that. So the audio listeners out there can uh, share in the experience and uh, just hear my take on the Army veteran. Uh, who should have just complied and complained about his situations later. I'm going to be discussing the, the Micaiah Bryant uh, situation. And the last uh, audio clip that we're going to listen to is is how and why uh, one of the, I believe it's someone from The View, uh, the, the television program The View, uh, Miss Sonny Hoskins or Hostins, uh, chimed in on it. Here are the viewpoints that I have for the week of uh, April 19th, uh, concerning a, a, a number of different incidents uh, going forward. So a lot of people are looking for, you know, police to change because of the Derek Chauvin incident. And uh, I'm trying to give people a sense of reality, a dose of reality. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Here's the episode. Hey everyone, it's your boy, Captain Hunter, coming at you again. And... Um, Hope everyone is doing well and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, this is a video, another viral video going around. People have sent it to me asking me my opinion. Um, And so I'm going to run through, I believe, about the first six minutes of this particular video. It's There's like a whole 30-minute long uh, video that's on YouTube. Um, But I think the first six, uh, six and a half minutes are the most uh, instructional that we can learn something from uh, in this particular context. So uh, without further ado, let's just dive into the video and I'll I'll stop it here and there uh, just to kind of give my opinions about this. But the long and short of this is you have to comply. I mean, so if you want (laughs) to, I want you to watch the rest of this video, but uh, you have to comply. Uh, um, there was no reason that any of this had to happen. Uh, we were fighting sometimes a battle that it seems to be all uphill and some of the problems are our own doing, but we have to comply. Um, so if there was, uh, uh, if complying and compliance, uh, was the theme of this, uh, was going on in this particular video, uh, it would not have happened. So, uh, here we go. Uh, this is the. Virginia, um, some police officers of Virginia stopped a uh, army or military uh, active member of the U.S. military, and his refusal to comply leads to a lot of foolishness and all that type of thing. It leads to him getting pepper sprayed and all that. Um, really just ridiculous. Um, so, so here we go. 
driver, roll the window down. Okay, so I'm going to stop it right here just to give a little bit of a context. So this particular officer um, uh, tried to perform a traffic stop on this uh, on this SUV that we see here, and uh, the the driver uh, pulls uh, refuses to stop, drives for a little bit, and then pulls into a well lit area. Uh, as you hear the officer say, if you watch the com full complete video around 13 to 14 minute mark, they said, it's not a problem what you did. It's not, it's not a problem. The problem exists at this particular point where he's rolling his window down, ref refuses to roll his window down, refuses to step out of the car and all that type of thing. So the context is uh, now the officers is all amped up uh, because this particular person did not stop for him initially. That true. Uh, and eventually, uh, the officer in, in situations like this, the officer can, can, and will calm down, but you, it, you your level of, of, um, non-compliant only raises the ire, the, the, the threat level it, it, that's going on little hairs in the back of the officer's neck, uh, raises his uh, self-awareness, raises his, um, uh, his, his whole situational awareness because if someone is not complying and more than one person not complies and think you're going to exert in your rights, you're going to, you're going to face this type of uh, elevated type of thing. So in many times we want police officers to ex exercise, um, uh, 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 tactics to de-escalation tactics and that's all well and fine but sometimes we as the public has to have to exercise the same amount of uh, of understanding and exercise the fact that we should not be escalating matters where we well expect to the police officers to de-escalate so here we go felony traffic stop put your hands out the window put your hands out the window turn the vehicle off put your hands out the window so according to the According to the um, lawsuit that has now been filed, this whole incident, I believe, happened in December. Um, and so, uh, according to the lawsuit that has been filed, the driver is claiming that the police officer st stopped him because uh, there was a, a, there was no license plate. Apparently, it's a brand new SUV, um, and the police officer did not see, could not see his uh, license plate. Now, if there's a problem with the dealership where they don't give you a license plate uh, or put something, some, something where they can put into the window or something official, uh, then that's something you, have to, something you got, really got to take up with the dealership and make sure that you have all your proper paperwork um, and that, that proper paperwork means registration and or whatever they need to put in the back of the car until your official um, metal plates come in the mail or wherever you, you go pick them up at. Um, so that's something that's really that you really have to be very mindful of when and if you drive off uh, of a dealership's lot or if you buy a car from a from, from a private vendor, make sure all of your paperwork is in order. So that's the reason for the stop. Um, initially, that the driver is not uh, following and obeying, uh, or, or there there is no um, uh, notifications or identification or tags or markers on the rear of the vehicle. That's the reason for the stop. Again, when he doesn't stop and, and continues to drive to a well-lit area into this uh, gas station parking lot here, uh, that's when things uh, begin to go awry again because of the non-compliance. I can't tell. Put your hands out the window and turn the vehicle off! Put your hands out the window! He's not complying, Jeff. Come around your side. Let me see your hands! Okay, so, so now we see as if the uh, individual here is using his own cell phone to record the, the particular incident. Uh, again, uh, not a problem, but we see him not complying, and we, we're going to continue to hear the officers who are behind him barking commands at him. Um, comply. How many occupants are in the vehicle? What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? Open the door slowly and step out. Open the door. I'm not getting out the vehicle. What's going on? Get out the car! Open the door slowly and get out! What's going on? They're going back and forth with this with this machismo type of thing. Get out of the car. I'm not getting out of the car. So let me address this. There's two in particular case laws uh, from the United States Supreme Court that says that police officers have the right to get you out of their vehicle. Do not argue with that. Now is not the time, and by now I mean in in the middle of the night, 
uh, as is what's probably going on here, or in the middle of the day, do not sit there and have these have these battles and interactions. Two, in particular, uh, court cases: Pennsylvania versus Mims, and I believe uh, Maryland versus uh, Wilson. You guys can look them up. Police officers have the right to get the pet, get the driver out of the car, and they also have the right to get the passenger out of the car. So let that sink in just for just a little bit. You're driving along. And the police officer stops you. He thinks that, or he or she thinks that there's something awry or, or amiss with the car. Or even if they don't, they have the right to get you out of the vehicle for, for their safety. Maybe they don't want you to get hit by a by a tractor trailer. Uh, maybe they, they think something is wrong, or or, or just, just for whatever, they have the right to get you out of the car. That's you. Now uh, they also have the right to get the passengers out of the car if they feel as if there's something uh, amiss or awry or anything along those lines. If the passenger jumps out of the car. The police officer could say, okay, you're out of the car. Don't get back, don't get, get back in the car. Don't get back in the car. When you're in these situations, you have to understand that there's rules and laws, whether you like them or not, whether you agree with them or not. Uh, you can write your senators, write your congressmen, uh, write your le legislative people and, and, and say, we want these laws changed. That's fine and all well and dandy. But until then, this is the operational standard that the police officers across the country are operating under. Those particular two laws. Get out of the car is not an unreasonable command. Uh, they don't, the officers don't know why you're in the situation you are. And again, when you refuse to comply, then you raise their, their ire, you raise their suspicion, you raise uh, their, their, their little spidey senses that are going on. So you don't want to raise them. You want nice, calm officers who are making rational, good, clear decisions, then comply with their commands when, when and if uh, and placed in these situations. So again, quick test, quick quiz. Do police officers have... Uh, the right to get you out of the vehicle answer to that is yes Do they have the right to ask your passenger to get out of the vehicle the answer to that is still yes <laughs> out of the car now open the door and get out of the car hold 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 keep your hands outside the window Keep your hands outside the window. My hands are right here. What's going on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. What's now. going on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. My hands are right here. What's going on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. What's going on? Get out of the car now. Okay, so let me just take a moment here to just to address the situation wherein uh and someone may ask the simple question. Uh, and it's a legitimate question. Why didn't the officers just tell him what's going on? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons why, why this. Uh, number one, and first and foremost, again, speaking from, from experience, it doesn't work. Uh, so, the, so this guy is leaning outside of his window. He's saying, officer, what's going on? Suppose the officer says to him, okay, well, listen, um, uh, you, know, the, you don't have a license plate in the back of your car. Well, officer, it is registered. Um, and uh, next thing you know, you can get into an argument. Now, it may have worked, right? We, we will never know if this particular tactic, if the officer would have asked, the, if he would have, if the officer would have answered the question as to what's going on. It, it may have worked. I, I'm not going to deny that. That may have, have de-escalated the whole situation if the, the person in, in, in the car would have simply complied or would have simply uh, had his question answered. That, that may, we, we, we'll never know that, will we? Right. This is the problem with with going down this one particular path is that we'll never know what the other outcome would have been if uh, the uh, if the officer would have just simply answered the question or any of uh, any officer simply answered the question. So I think that's first and foremost, probably the, the most vital reason is that uh, many times it simply doesn't work. Uh, and a lot of times we know was officers will know that this is a, a, a stalling tactic. Right. Um, you know, people are, are, are devising plans and hatching out plans as to why they didn't pull over and trying to take the officers off their game. The officers need to be focused because there's dangers behind these different corners. And so therefore, uh, by different corners, I mean, he could be hatching a plot in the back of his car. We don't you know, when when the officer's not getting his questions answered as to how many people are in the car, even though he did answer that question. Uh, what, what are you doing? Where are you going? How come you're not doing following my commands again? The ire, the suspicion, the hairs in the back of the officer's neck, his little spidey sense is going off. And so if you're not answering these questions and if you're delaying these type of tactics, then generally there's a reason as to why you're delaying these type of tactics. So uh, I, I hope that that really answers the question. It's, it's certainly it's certainly possible that if and when this person actually answered the question, we might have de-escalated this whole th situation. Certainly possible and probable. Um, but that's not the tactics that we, that we have. We're operating under reasonable suspicion, and the reasonable suspicion says 
uh, and our tactics and training have all said that if somebody's not complying with us, then there's a reason for that. And we need to get, we need to follow, we need to get the people to follow our commands in, in particular in emergency type situations. And, um, and this would almost classify as an emergency type situation, even though the guy is, has his hands out, out the window, do what I'm telling you to do. Here's what I need you to do. I don't need to be distracted. Um, the police officers don't need to be distracted from their duties. So I hope that answers the question. Get out of the car now! I'm serving this country and this is how I'm treated? Yo, look, guess what? I'm a veteran too. I don't know, babe. That's Get out of the car! What's going on? Get out of the car now! What's going on? What's going on? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. I'm sorry, what? Okay, so uh, I was reading the Washington Post, um, and the completely inaccurate is, was the, their reporting of what this means. Uh, when the officer says uh, you're going to ride the lightning, uh, the Washington Post, Post says that it's uh, some type of uh, cryptic term about um, um, uh, electrocution. No, what the officer is saying is he's going to taser you. So if, if and when the officer is saying to you uh, that you're going to ride the lightning, I'm, I'm not saying whether this is positive or negative, good or bad, whatever. I'm just saying he's not threatening to kill you. What he's saying to you is, is that you're going to be tasered. That's what it means. So if you read the Washington Post article about this particular case. Um, he's not threatening to kill this man or electrocute him or something to the electric chair or anything like that. The only thing he is saying is that he is going to uh, uh, taser you. So uh, think of that what you will. Um, so. Now, what's going get on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car, sir. Just get out of the car. What, sir? Just get out of the car. Why are you not? Let me, pause right here. Why? Why would you not get out of the car? I mean, you, you, this guy. If there's nothing going on, I know that people don't want to get out of the car. I, I know. I know that you feel as if many times we, we're feeling that because of the current climate that we don't have to respect police or obey police or we look at the police as illegitimate um, and all that type of thing. And so we want to exert any, our, our rights, but the police are not acting unreasonably in this particular case. Again, they don't know, they, the police officers don't know who you are. They don't know what you're, what, you're, what you're about, why you didn't stop, why you're not following the commands. So, so let's just back up for a second here. You get to a, to, to a situation like this where you're in the car, as he mentions, all by yourself or whether you're with other people. The first thing you should do when you stop by the police is turn on your dome light, uh, particularly at night. Uh, roll down all of your windows. Even if it's cold outside, roll down all of your windows, blast your heat, turn down your music. If they ask you to turn off your car, follow the commands, right? By you turning on your dome light and rolling down your windows, you're showing him or her that you're not a threat. There's no one else in the cars that's going to ambush you or jump you and all that type of thing. That lowers the temperature already. So do those types of things. They ask you to put your hands out the car, fine, put your hands out the car. Uh, they say, tell you to turn off the car, step out of the vehicle, tell, let them know what you're going to do. I'm sorry, okay, I'm going to comply with your commands. I'm going to reach around, touch my seatbelt, uh, unhook my seatbelt, and then I'm going to uh, exit the vehicle. Comply with the commands. This, of course, is, is, of course, if you have nothing to hide. Even if you think that the police officers are wrong, comply with the commands for now. Ask them what's, he, he, there's nothing wrong with you asking what's going on. But when you refuse to do it, then the temperature of this whole situation continues to escalate and continues to escalate. We'll talk to you. Get out the car. You receive an order. Obey it. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I? Yeah, you should be. Get out. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Uh, not a great statement by the police officer, uh, but uh, you know you should be okay. We're, listen, we're not in the place of, of of hurting our individuals when we don't have to, so not a great statement by that particular officer. Um, but again, the temperature is being raised, adrenaline's more than likely flowing. Um, so, Car, get out now! I have not committed any crimes. You're being stopped by trying to violate you. You're not cooperating at this point. I'm having an issue with the gun. I, I believe that's a gun. I, I don't believe that's a taser. Uh, I'm having. A, I am having an issue with the with the guns continually being drawn on this particular person. Again, they can't. They more than likely can't see through these tinted windows, right? So somebody, one of these other officers, should be clearing the car. But that's all police tactics and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but but this officer's gun right at his head, when you can see both of his hands, I'm, I'm having a little bit of an issue with that. You can probably lower the gun down to keep it to the, what we would call the low ready. Um, so I, I but so that 
you know, he's, if you can see the hand, I de-escalate a little bit, right? So. Right now, you're under arrest. For a traffic, you're being detained, okay? You're being detained for, for a traffic violation. I do not have to get out the vehicle. You haven't even told really? me why I'm being stopped. Really? In in incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, but again, police officers decided the road are not going to argue litigation from two U.S. Supreme Court cases. Um, and it's it's up it's their job to know the law, and it's also the civilians and citizens' job to know the law as well. Um, it seems it might seem crazy, but ignorance of the law is no excuse. You have to know if you if you're the operator of a car, uh, you have to know what, when and if police officers can ask you to exit from the vehicle, and they can. Get your hands get, get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me, please. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. I didn't do anything. Don't do that. Sir, get out of the car now. Don't do that. Hey, sir, get out of the car now. Don't do that. I'm trying to look at more, more, more patience in my estimation by the officer. He sees the, the this guy here. Uh, Nazario, I think his name is, you know, sees the officer, you know, st start shaking up his, his mace. If you're in that situation, <laughs> you know, you're going to get maced. Being him being in the military, he knows all about uh, uh, OC spray and, and all these different type of chemicals. Um, what are you doing? I, I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get out of the vehicle. You see they're about to spray you. you you're bringing these things on yourself. Talk to you. Okay. I'm trying to I'm talk. Get out. Just relax. Get out of my car. Can you please get relax? Out. Can get you out. please relax? Get out of the car right I, now. Man. This is not how you treat a vet. Uh, I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're gonna treat me. I didn't do it. Whoa, hold on. Let's go. Hold on. Watch. Watch it. Air Force is deployed. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. That's fucked up. That's fucked get up. Get out of the car now! Sir, just get out of the car! I'm trying to breathe. Ugh. Get out of the car now! That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. Yeah, oh, get out of the car! Get out of the car now! You're gonna get it again! I, I don't even want to reach my seat. Okay. Get your seatbelt on! Get out of the car! Can you please? Get out of the car now! Listen! Get off your seatbelt and get out of the car! Look, I'm just gonna just please. You're gonna do your toe. Get out of the car. Ma, look. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Look, take your seatbelt off. Look, my hands are out. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. My hands are out. Don't reach your hands. Don't reach your My hands are out. Please. Please. Look. This is really messed up. My dog is in the back. My dog is choking right now. Get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off. What are you, a specialist? I think this guy over here is kind of new. They, they they say something later on in the video, uh, asking him, you know, hey rookie, you just graduated. How long does the OC spray last, or something like that? So I think he's fairly fairly new. Not that that matters at all. And they <laughs> police officers would know, you know, you don't step into the car. Um, so where are you? I'm a lieutenant. Lieutenant, get out of the car. Take your seat and get out of the car. You made way over to the heavy. You just complied. Get out of the car. I'm reaching for my seatbelt. Fine. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Straight on the ground. Straight onto the ground. Ma'am. Is your commanding officer available? Now, let's go. Is your commanding let's officer go. available? This guy is asking for a commanding officer, and he's actually a lieutenant. I, I mean, listen, this. this this is embarrassing for the military. This is embarrassing for this for this in individual. Why did you not just comply? Why? Wh what's the reason for this? Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Please talk to Get me on the ground now. Get on the ground and you're getting sprayed again. Get on the ground. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Get on the ground. Get on the ground now. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? So all of this, uh, you know, just getting on the ground and think that this is something we can certainly talk about uh, as far as law enforcement going forward. Um, but I think that, um, you know, just probably putting his hands behind his back probably would have been, would have been, um, appropriate. Um, you know, this whole get on the ground type of thing, but, but the officers want to immobilize this guy and make sure that he's not a threat, right? So keeping him on his feet, um, uh, so he can't run away, uh, 
if he stands if he stays on his feet then he has the possibility of running away has the possibility of fighting he's already showed a certain level of of resistance uh he's going to incapacitate it to a certain degree and to a certain level right now what he's got the oc spray in his mouth and in his eyes and nose uh but um but but uh that doesn't mean that he can't fight um could they have just handcuffed him from there um possible however um just thinking about his ability to continue to resist and put up a fight, the the the, the ability to resist in the fight um, diminishes when he's in a prone position on the ground when he's being handcuffed. So, uh, just a little food for thought right there. Can you please talk to me about what's yes, going sir. on? Yes, sir. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Why am I being treated like this? Why? You're not cooperating. Get on the ground. Why am I being treated like this? This is really messed up. This is really messed up. Sir, what? Just what you just This is really, this is fucked up. Sir, this is fucked up. Sir, this is fucked up. You know this is fucked up. Lay on the ground. Just lay flat. Lay flat for me, sir. You know this is fucked up. Sir, lay flat. Lay flat. This is fucked up. I can't fucking believe I'm being treated like this. And I'm fucking real. Get on the ground. Right there. Right there. What's that? It's gum. What the fuck? Get on the ground. It's gum. Hey, sir, sir, can you just work with us? Can I? Just work with us. Lay down flat. Hold on. Lay down flat. Lay down flat. Sir, this lay down. Really I'm gonna take up. Lay down. You're gonna get fucked up. Lay down. You're gonna get paid. Fucked up. This is fucked up. Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. I agree. All you have to do is listen. All right, Halo 3, go on in custody. Okay, so they got him cuffed now. Can you open up the window? All right, so they're asking him to open up. To my dog, I am choking. Can you open up the window? So he's got a dog in the car, um, and uh, he's he's acting like this. It's going to be turn out to be a service dog, apparently, according to him. And the officers actually do get him some water. He's going to ask for some water. They they actually do roll down the window. They call for the paramedics. Uh, I just want to fast forward just a little bit here. Yeah. Paramedics are getting something to wipe his face. It's really, just, just like. So hold on. Before we get to that, my medics are still here. You still need my medics? Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna do it. Stay here. Okay. Stay here as long as you need us. So that's all. About how long does this take to um to wear off? You just come out of rookie school. How yeah. long does pepper spray activate? It'll, it'll take about 20 minutes, man. 20, 30 minutes. It's just the more, I'm telling you, I know it doesn't make sense, but the more you blink, the better it's going to be. I didn't believe the guys when they told me either, okay? But the more you blink, the better it's going to get. Uh, they please, go, they please, go through this, this stuff and they're very anxious. Can you please take the cuffs off no. me? Please. I need to. No. I need to relax. Okay. If we, if okay, we have so the us, then yeah. Can, well, I, I did not fight too much. Can you, can you adjust this? Please? They're actually going to, they're going to adjust the cuffs. Uh, you know, I don't really want to. Higher yeah, his mother, his mother's a retired NYPD, and you're acting like this. All right, so that, that that's it. I, I mean, there's you know, there's still another 18 or so, 17 or so minutes to go on with that. Um, but that's just my um, assessment of this. Um, none of this really had to be necessary. You guys can go back and watch this. There's a lot of explaining going on, talking, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, long and short of this is, um, as you, as we as, as they'll talk about in the in the video here, and I don't want to make this overly long here. So the first thing is. You could start to get pulled over by the police. There was no issue in this case or in any other case, generally. When and if you want to pull over to a well-lit area. No, no issues with that. Just explain to the officer when you pull over. Don't, don't speed up. Don't accelerate and all that kind of stuff. Just, just go to where you're going to go. Uh, get to where you're going to be to well-lit area. Pull over. Roll your windows down. Turn on the dome light. All the windows. You turn up the heat in the car or whatever. They ask you to turn off the car. Comply, 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 comply. None of this had to happen, right? His mother's a NY, retired NYPD. I know she's got to be embarrassed. This guy says at one point he's a lieutenant. He put his dog in danger, right? And what if they start shooting in the car or whatever? Uh, I think that the officer should have uh, lowered his gun, but 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 that's that, that's all, all all you know. So so all of this. So people are asking my opinion. Here's my opinion. Comply. Uh, none of this was necessary. 
none of this was necessary. Now I, I, I'm willing, I'm willing and waiting to hear another side of the story about the about the citizens' interactions. Well, why do you have to do this and why do you have to do that? Well, I've expressed to you the, the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania versus Mims and Maryland versus Williams court decisions, U.S. Supreme Court decisions that say that police officers have the right to get you out of their vehicle. Um, so you asking, saying, sitting in your car, saying, I don't have to leave my vehicle. I don't want to get out of my car, this, that, and the other. If you got babies in the car, if you got kids in the car or, or, or something along those lines, say that politely and say this, that, and the other, but I'm complying. I'll get out of the car. Step, just let your kids know if, if they're, if they're whatever, they may be crying or excited or whatever, that everything's going to be okay. And just comply. Let them know that what's, what's going on. Don't resist and all that type of thing. If make sure that you and should I even have to say to have your paperwork and all that in order? If there's as as alleged in the lawsuit that has been filed against against uh, this particular police department, um, he's seeking one million dollars in damages. He's alleging that um, uh, that the dealership that he just bought the car from didn't give him uh, the proper identification for his rear plates, and that's why he pulled him over, and all this type of thing. But the officers at the time don't know this. What, what they know is that there's an unregistered vehicle and someone has not pulled over. That's what they know at this particular time. The more that you resist and, and refuse to comply with the commands to get out of the car, to turn off the car, to roll your windows down, to take off your seatbelt, to do this, to do that, it just raises the temperature. Um, we want our officers to take de-escalation courses and classes and to, and to, uh, um, to employ them when, when in the field. But I'm going to ask the, have to ask the public to do the same thing. So. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's my uh, assessment of this Virginia police officers drawing their guns and spraying an, an army um, lieutenant. Um, they didn't just stop him for no reason. They didn't just spray him because they felt like it. Um, they gave him ample warning. Um, and, and riding the lightning is not out of the bounds for police officers to be saying. I mean, we want to have some, there's certainly a certain level of force, uh, intimidation. Uh, that has to go on, or uh, intimidation is probably the wrong word, but a certain level of force, um, and, and uh, yeah, maybe it is intimidation that we want our police officers to to act with a certain level of uh, 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 professionalism, yes, to get the job done, right? And so sometimes we have to uh, raise our voices, bark orders, and things like that because people are not complying, as we can see right here. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's it. Um, make sure you. Respond to this video and let me know what your thoughts are um, and um, make sure you subscribe, share, like, and all that kind of good stuff and follow Captain Hunter's podcast. Much love and peace. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Captain Hunter, coming at you again. And um, I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Much love and much peace to you all. Thank you so much for your love and support and all that kind of stuff. So we got another video that we're going to talk about today. And, you know, I had said before that I wasn't going to talk about every single video that comes along, but. Um, but, uh, when people call me up and ask me for my opinions or they send it to me, um, uh, you know, I feel, I feel an obligation to try to dispel some myths out there and try to get the correct information out there so that everyone can see it. Um, so, uh, as we're all celebrating, or many of us are celebrating, I did come across some, some articles where some, um, people, particularly on the more right wing crazy perspective, uh, are not celebrating. Uh, the conviction of a, of a rogue police officer, um, absolutely ridiculous, but there are some people who are not happy about the conviction of Derek Chauvin. So as we're celebrating that, we all may understand at this point in time that there was another uh, teenager uh, who was shot in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I want to run through this video very, very quickly. Fortunately, I found a fairly brief video. It's only about 35 seconds or so or something along those lines. Uh, long story short, if anyone has not heard about this, Columbus Police uh, Department uh, the officers respond to a fight, um, upon arrival at the scene, the, the officer sees a, uh, what turns out to be a 16 year old female attacking at least two other people. He then uh, attacking these people with a knife, pulls out a service weapon, discharges it and, uh, you know, fires the weapon and kills the 16 year old. Now, of course, there's more, ch more chants in the street, protests in the street and all that kind of thing. So I got a couple of phone calls. People did send me this information on Instagram and all that kind of thing. So I want to run through this video real quickly and give my um, my opinion. Just keep in mind, uh, former police captain, I reviewed um, uh, use of forces as a sergeant, lieutenant, and captain. Uh, I taught defensive tactics. Um, 
that means that uh, I, I taught officers how to respond in, in situations fairly similar to this. I did not, I was not a firearms instructor, but I did teach defensive tactics, um, hand-to-hand -hand combat, as well as uh, handcuffing. Um, so I taught a number of other courses, but that's just a little bit about, just a little bit about uh, me and my, my time there as a 24-year career in the, uh, the police department. So let, let's let's dig through this. So the first problem that I'm going to have with this particular video is, of course, this particular news source says black teen shot and killed by police. So if we want to stop all this racist animus and stoking of, of uh, people left versus right, black versus white, all this type of thing, uh, what we really have to do is is maybe even um, email or, or contact our our media affiliates and ask them to stop doing this type of thing. Black teen shot. Why can't it just be teen? Until we're seen as just, until all of us are seen as just people, teenagers, men, women, etc. Without these qualifiers as black and white, Hispanic and, and Asian, etc. Uh, then I think that that's going to continue to be a part of the problem. Uh, that and we're going to continue to get these uh, types of, uh, of messages. So anyway, we have a uh, black teen who's been shot by killed by police. Again, I gave you the rundown about this. So let's let's dig through the video here. We're going to slow it down, stop it as we do, and we're going to talk about it. Trying to stab two people with a knife. Investigators say this body cam video shows the teen appearing to try to stab those two people, and that's when the officer fires and Bryant falls to the ground. The teen later died at the hospital. The officer is on on administrative leave. Okay, so. As we can see here, right, as the officer is getting out of his car, he walks up to the scene, right? There's already one person being attacked. Uh, there's already one person being attacked uh, and falling to the ground, as, as the uh, narrator here uh, states. He then draws his weapon, and you can see this guy right here, this guy to, to the right here, uh, uh, to the right of the screen, there's, there's already one woman down is rearing up and kicking. Now, keep in mind, the police officer is there in full uniform uh, with a police cruiser. And they're still fighting. Think about that. The officers are already on scene, probably responded lights and sirens. I don't, don't know that information yet. But let's assume they didn't respond lights and sirens. They still, still, the officers are there in full uniform and this guy is still about to kick this woman who's down. And I'm sure to show this is a woman and this is a guy. We can have another conversation about, about um, uh, gender roles and men hitting women and all this kind of crazy stuff. But, but we won't go there because I know we're trying to live in a more modern day in society where, where that type of talk is out the window. But call me old school. What the heck did I just do? Okay, so we'll play it here. So he kicks, you can see, he just tries to kick, he misses, he's rolling around, and you can see in the other frame here uh, that this woman has a knife in her hand and is about to attack. The officer has now drawn his weapon. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure there's any audio to this. This is the best video quality I could find. Maybe there's a full audio. And maybe I'm sure that he's issuing commands saying, stop, drop the knife or whatever. And if we rewind it back far enough, I'm sure that we can see where the officer, uh, there's other videos where we could see the officer exiting his car and coming up. We'll play it from here. It was trying to stab two people. So, so they're, they're already fighting, fighting and they're coming from the back corner over here, from, from in between these two houses. So they're coming in from in between these two houses, still fighting, still carrying on, people falling to the ground. Uh, coming towards the officer. People with a knife. Investigators say this body cam video shows the kicking uh, teen appearing to try to stab those two people. And that's when the officer fires and Bryant falls to the ground. The teen later died at the hospital. The uh, you can see the officer's hands up, right? Probably, probably at this point in time, giving, issuing, giving it an issuing command. Stop, drop the knife, knock it off, separate, get away, stop, the police don't move, whatever he's saying. Whatever he's saying. Officers on administrative leave. We're going to have the very latest on this investigation and what police and family members are now saying today. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Okay, so I fixed fixed everything a little bit there. So let's 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 dig into this and just just talk about this just for a few moments here. I showed the video. We show we show we talked about the. the uh, let's talk about about use of force. 
this was was clearly explained to the during the George Floyd, uh, uh, Derek Chauvin uh, murder trial. We talked about ad nauseum. There's been many YouTube videos. People can talk about this. Here's another one that I'm going to do. Uh, it'll live on the internet. You guys can watch it and, and try to understand and try to understand the logic that officers are presented with at the particular times that they are presented with with with, with the information that they have and the amount of forces they can use. The amount of force that officers can use can be proportionate or to a level up of the of the resistance effort fight that is going on. I would think that we can all agree that people can and have died from stab wounds, right? This is not this is not a debate. So that becomes a lethal fourth option and issue situation wherein the officer arrives, he sees one woman attacking two people, one has fallen to the ground, the other one uh, is being pinned up against the car and is about to be stabbed. We can see her arm already reared up, ready to stab, stab her. Deadly force situation all day and all night. The question has been come to me. Well, why couldn't, and I'm going to take this in, in really no particular order, but let's, let's start with less, less lethal options. Why couldn't he have just tasered her or pepper sprayed her or hit her with the baton? Those are less, less than lethal options uh, that the officer could have employed why didn't they do that? These are questions that people have asked me. So I'm going to try to answer those particular types of questions. Because again, this is the lethal force option and you have, you have to respond to the, to, to the level of resistance options, force level that is being presented. Sure. He could have take, pull out his taser. What if the taser prongs, if anyone doesn't know taser prongs, there are, there are two prongs and tasers. a taser fires, two little prongs shoot out and they either attach it to someone's skin or into their clothes, thus conducting uh, an electrical current and hopefully uh, uh, causing enough pain and uh, neurological disruption uh, to uh, to incapacitate someone and, and therefore have them fall to the ground and cease their, their, their actions. If one of those prongs misses, then the conduction current does not, uh, uh, does not uh, employ and there is no stoppage of, therefore there is no stoppage of them uh, going down or, or stopping of their, of their actions. So that, so it may or may not work is my point. Pepper spray. Uh, someone gets pepper sprayed, uh, and it may take a few, a few moments for it to kick in. If anybody's watched the Virginia, uh, Lieutenant there, it takes a few moments, uh, for the pepper spray to actually take, to take hold. If, and while you, the officer pepper sprays them, she's still stabbing away, even though she's got stuff in her eyes, she's still stabbing away. Someone could still die. So you want to take the, these are just options. These, these, these are just options. Obviously it's more complicated than this. You want to take the option that is going to, that is going to cause that it has the greatest degree of stopping the threat. Police officers do not shoot to kill. Let me say that again. Police officers do not shoot to kill. They shoot to stop. We, we taser to stop. We pepper spray to stop the threats, to stop the actions of resistance. That's what our purpose is. And we want to take the most effective means of stopping that action. So we want to rise to the level of stopping the threat as it is being presented. So therefore, that is why we are shooting. It was completely justified for the officer to go straight and immediately to the firearm because of the level of force and there's all kinds of force continuums and all this kind of thing. You guys can read about all that kind of stuff, but there's a force continuum. There was already at the level that upon the officer's arrival, they're already at the level of force, uh, of the deadly force. And therefore the officer has every right and responsibility to, to write and the responsibility to act, uh, accordingly and to stop, uh, the threat as it, as it comes down. So, um, why couldn't the officer just shoot him in the leg, shoot her in the leg? Ah, um, Police officers are not trained to the level of Navy SEALs, right? Uh, it's my understanding. I've never been a Navy SEAL. It's my understanding that there's uh, the last day or last bit pieces of training the officers uh, or the um, operators, Navy SEAL operators have to do some type of live fire incident uh, test in which uh, officers, they, they, they use live fire and almost or and make sure that they don't shoot each other. Police officers aren't trained to that level. We, we, we go through six months average of training, six, seven months average of training. All of that is not uh, firearms all, every single day. Uh, we, we don't shoot people in the leg. I actually think um, the officer was really seemed to be very proficient in that if we watch the video, if you go back and watch the video again, we can actually see where the officer was uh, pinned against the car. Uh, the, the, the woman was, uh, was being pinned against the car, a teenager, whatever she was, was being pinned against the car and the other in the, in the assailant had the knife 
uh, and was about to about to stab her. And so from that point, I actually think that the officer's shot was spot on in order to hit her and not to to um, to hit the the actual uh, uh, potential victim there. So I think that his aim w- was impeccable. So um, so again, officers are shoot are trained to shoot center mass and to stop the threat. We're not trained to shoot the guns out of people's hands, shoot people in the leg, uh, you know, uh, shooting mirrors up and, and holding and, and all this all this kind of stuff you see on TV. That's that's just not the way that it is. Most of the times, officers are underneath a great deal, operating under uh, under a great deal of stress, and I think that this officer really handled himself extremely, extremely well, uh, and, um, and and took the actions that were uh, justified and necessary in order to complete and to stop this particular threat. So, why couldn't he just de-escalate? Uh, and um, why couldn't the officer just de-escalate? And uh, because he was only fifteen or sixteen years old. First reports were 15, but I think now we understand that she was actually 16. Why couldn't he just de-escalate? Again, uh, the officer arrives on scene, full uniform. They don't stop fighting. We More than likely, he was issuing commands because we could see his hand up, you know, saying, you know, stop, whatever. We, we don't hear that, but I'm assuming that I, that's what happened. More than likely, they could have seen the police car, but they were so enthralled and so engaged in what they're doing. One person is kicking the, the down person, and another one is uh, attempting to stab and, and, and there's no stopping. You don't have time to de-escalate. This is not something that they're sitting on the porch just arguing or f- parties are far away from each other. They're close to each other. And so therefore, um, uh, and, and there's an assault about to take place. Potential lethal, deadly assault in force is about to take place and the officer has to respond. We cannot be, be, uh, conflate the apparent victory that we have with George Floyd uh, with Derek Chauvin and think that all the police work is going to stop. The police officer is going to stop using the justified legal, legal uses of force, despite the age of the, of the victim, right? He doesn't know the age. It, it may have been uh, known according to dispatch records. We have to listen to the tapes and say what, the, what, what the age groups was, but none of that is relevant when it comes to the use of, of lethal deadly force. One person is about to be stabbed. We have to call people in order to, uh, uh, to, to help to help the, with the situation. And so therefore we called the police and that's the reason that they did what they did. Uh, and that's what, the reason why the officer did what he did. If we want officers to receive Navy SEAL type training <laughs> so they can shoot the wings off of flies and so that they can shoot people in the leg from, from, you know, uh, from 500 feet away, then we have to forget about defunding the police massively in fund, uh, massively, massively fund police policing and police training. So you, we can't have it both ways. People want to defund the police. It's a ludicrous idea. We can look at, to funnel some money into social services. I'm all for that. And people are talking about that. But in this p- particular case, we can't de- defund the police. We have to give them more training. This officer acted and shot with Im- impeccable aim in, in my estimation. Considering uh, all that's going on across the country, across the nation, he really handled himself well, it, it would seem. Um, but again, there's going to be a full investigation. We have to wait for the full investigation. So I hope that I answered some questions about de-escalation, the use of force, use of deadly force. Why couldn't they use taser, pepper spray? Those things are not expedient. You have to ex- respond to the level or to a greater level of degree of certainty and greater level of force to stop the threat. And the officer had to stop the threat. The taser might or might ha- not have worked. Pepper spray might or might not have worked. It might have taken some time to kick in. And people can still be stabbing. And it's definitely true that even once shot, people can still be stabbing. They don't immediately or may not immediately fall to the ground. They can still operate for a certain matter of time. So um, I think in this particular case, the officer handed himself well. And uh, I am in in uh, no uh, way. And even the mayor, I believe, of the city has come out and said, once viewing the tape and said, listen, he's going to stand by the officer. And I think in this particular case, uh, that judgment and justification is right. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me know your comments and thoughts. And, um, uh, you know, if you've got any more videos you want me to kind of break down, talk about just justifications, use of force and all that kind of stuff, just hit me up. Emails right here uh, at CPTL Hunter, Instagram and Twitter. Much love and peace. Police reform is more than just a trending topic. My name is Lawrence Hunter. I'm a retired police captain from the state of Connecticut, and I've written a new book called Police Reform. And I talk about the evolution of law enforcement here in America 
and what changes need to be made in order to improve the relationship between the police and the communities that they serve. Over the past few months, it has become increasingly more important and more evident that there's something amiss and awry between the police and the communities that they serve. So whether you're about defunding the police or defending the police, if you're about Blue Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter, no matter what side of the fence you happen to sit on, make sure that you pick up your copy of Police Reform today. Hey everyone, it's your boy Captain Hunter coming at you again. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your love and for your support. And um, it really does not uh, give me any great pleasure to do these types of videos. Uh, I really feel it's it's actually very important to try to get this information out there. Once again, my podcast is about bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. And so sometimes we're, we're seeing so many different things going on around the country and it's not serving law enforcement. And in particular, it's not serving the communities that they serve. It's not serving in particular the black community. It's not serving many and many other communities when this information is going out there and it's wrong and it's when it when it is inaccurate. And I'm trying to dispel these myths. That's the that's the reason that I'm having uh, this discussion and doing this this podcast or these particular episodes. So I came across this. This was actually sent to me on Instagram. Uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, that's uh, CPTL Hunter. CPT, just think Capt Lawrence Hunter, CPTL Hunter. Uh, and so I see this from, from uh, in the shade room. I'm not trying to, you know, show, throw shade on them or, or anything else. As we can see, it's got over 1.9 million views as of the recording that I, that I have here. And so this is, I would assume, uh, I think it's her name is Sunny Hostin. She, I, I assume this is on um, one of those talk shows, Good Morning America, or I, I'm not even sure. Uh, what's what's the other one? The View? I don't even know if she's on there. But but anyway, so she's talking about the, the comparison of the taking into custody of of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the shooter uh, from last year from the George Floyd protests, uh, to and how the police responded in, in to the Columbus, Ohio shooting. Uh, of Miss Micaiah uh, Bryant, uh, the tragic uh, incident that happened there. So I want to I want to just run through this and just tell you why she's wrong. This is this is a very very short video, so we'll play it right now so you guys can hear it. And uh, here we go. Let's compare her to Kyle Rittenhouse. Video was taken 15 minutes before Rittenhouse allegedly shot and killed two people. You know what officers did? He was carrying an assault weapon. Uh, the video shows the police shared water with him and thanked him for uh, uh, his presence. Also, after the shooting, he was able to leave the scene. Even though caught on video, he walked towards police with his hands up as protesters yelled that he had shot people. Let's okay, so that's 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 the end of that particular video. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, 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 just just to dive into the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Um, if you listen to her and if you can go into, you can Google all this type of thing, the timeline, it's on uh, the New York times and they run through the timeline. Um, it's chaotic scene and the, and the, and that particular incident, the Kyle Rittenhouse scene, there's multiple gunshots going off. People are yelling and screaming at the police and they expect and they expected the police officers to single out their voices and say, Hey, that's the shooter. That's the one who shot X, Y, and Z. When Kyle Rittenhouse was walking towards the officers, he has his hands up. And he uh, uh, was not presenting any type of threat. Uh, open carry state, uh, and not not any anything uh, to be alarming to the officers at that time. They then responded to go help the victims, which they should have done. They don't see an active shooter at the time, so they go to to determine the problems and uh, 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 and, and help the 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 victims who are down at that particular time. So we've got to put all this into context. We've got to be able to put all this into context. 1.9 million people have seen this video, whether they agree with her assessment or not, they've seen the video. That's why I want to try to address it. Just to try to get it out there that just because it seems that way or people are viewing these videos, doesn't mean, or, or she's giving her analysis. And I believe that she's actually a lawyer. She's actually, uh, she, she's actually a lawyer. Um, I know I, I've uh, watched her talk about the stand your ground laws. Um, in, in particular of the um, Trayvon Martin case. So why she's giving this analysis, uh, which she, I would assume that she would know far better than I would not stand up in a court of law. Um, so I wanna talk about this situation of exigent circumstances or emergency situations that officers deal with and when and if they are in a situation as in an active shooter 
or active scene, they must respond to the, to the threat level that's going on. Walking past someone or seeing someone walk past police officers with their hands up does not present a threat. They're going to go to the threat and they're going to assess the scene and go to the threat, which is what they did. And in that particular case, they went and rendered aid to the victims, according to the New York Post, uh, New, uh, New York Times. Uh, so... Uh, so, so, so that's so that's what that is. In the case of uh, Miss Micaiah Bryant, tragic, tragic shooting of the 16-year-old girl in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the officers, I, I did a video on this already. The officers re respond to the scene. They get out of the car uh, and they see Miss Micaiah Bryant attacking people, physically and actively attacking. So once again, based on the on the threat levels, what do the officers have to do? They have to respond to the threat, and so that's exactly what they did. So we can see here from this picture. Uh, that we can see Miss Michaela Bryant actively assaulting with a knife in her hand, actively assaulting uh, a person who is pinned up against a car, another female who's pinned up against a car. Prior to this, officer seeing this, and this is taken from the officer's uh, point of view from his body cam. Uh, prior to this, there's, uh, there was a, a fight in which another person was fell on the ground uh, it, by Miss Michaela's uh, uh, force against her another individual which you can see who's shaded out here to the right hand side of the screen here is performing a kick in the person who was on the ground so there's an active fighting situation the officer assesses the threat goes to the greatest level of threat and and addresses the greatest level of threat which is the person with the knife in her hand attacking miss uh, attacking the person on, uh, on the um uh, pinned against car and that would be uh miss michaela miss micaiah uh, uh, Bryant, Micaiah, Micaiah, I, I, I don't mean to um, disrespect her name. I hope I'm saying that right. So don't be taken in by Ms. Hostin's um, uh, uh, analysis of this and in, in how they responded to the scene and to the incident because it's a white versus black thing. Um, I, I've talked about race a number of times in my show. I'm not afraid to go there and to discuss it, um, but we've got to make it fit into the context and that's just not the case here. They went to the most active scene, active uh, um, uh, and addressed the, the biggest threat. Same thing the Kyle Rittenhouse case, who I have no love for. I can't believe I have to make a video defending this, this that idiot's actions. Um, but, or, but I'm defending the rule of law and the, what the police did and trying to make sure that we try to see and think things through clearly. And this is why sometimes, um, or, or why, why people, you must sit on juries. So you get an accurate picture and portrayal of what is going on, not the, the filtered noise from media, from pundits, from talking heads who are giving their opinions and not going along with the fact. These types of videos that miss, uh, that is going on the internet, seen 1.9 million times that Miss Hostins did, continues to stoke up the narrative that the police are, are, are attacking black people. They don't want to take black people into custody and, and all this type of thing. It's just not true. There's still in America more white people who are killed by the police. <laughs> They're still being killed by the police. So these types of videos, these types of commentary are totally unnecessary, totally unwarranted, uh, unwarranted, totally incorrect, totally wrong, totally false, and bad for the morale, bad for the public relations, bad for police relations, bad for police community relations. They're bad, and they're just bad. Uh, they don't help anything. They continue to stoke the fires in the flames of bad and misinformation and incorrect information. So we've got to get the correct information. I'm sure that the, 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 the persons on The View can find some police expert out there who can talk about the things that I've just mentioned, uh, that they must assess the threat and, threat and go to the greatest level of danger at the time and address the threat as it's, as it's posing. Here we can see that this person who is pinned against a car is in imminent danger of being uh, assaulted, stabbed, slashed, wounded, possibly killed by this knife. The officer was right in doing what he did. It may seem not seem right. It may seem unpopular. It may seem like 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 more like uh, as this black officer. How could I say this? I this guy just cooning just for points. No, no, no. Th this officer saved this other black woman's life. Think about that. So. Listen, um, we got to get this information out there. Once again, my, my podcast is about bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. And we, we do ourselves a disservice when we, when we adhere to and listen to and receive and repeat uh, incorrect, bad, wrong information. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's, the, that's it for today's uh, episode and uh, much love and peace. Police reform is more than just a trending topic. My name is Lawrence Hunter. I'm a retired police captain from the state of Connecticut, and I've written a new book called Police Reform. And I talk about the evolution of law enforcement here in America 
and what changes need to be made in order to improve the relationship between the police and the communities that they serve. Over the past few months, it has become increasingly more important and more evident that there's something amiss and awry between the police and the communities that they serve. So whether you're about defunding the police or defending the police, if you're about Blue Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter, no matter what side of the fence you happen to sit on, make sure that you pick up your copy of Police Reform today.